powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Here we are. Here we are. Um, there's a lot to get into on this episode. I'm going to be by myself today, uh, and and I think that's going to be a good thing. I think that getting what I have to get off my chest is going to be better by myself. I was going to try to get some Yotes guests, but I don't need them rubbing it in my face that, you know, they're not in the playoff picture, yet here we are, uh, you know, covering yet another loss on Game Over Calgary. If Jay Money's in the chat, I would love nothing more than for him to uh, tally up my record and, and, and let us know where we're at. But before we go any further, uh, on a very serious note, um, mental health check-in. I hope everybody's doing okay. Um, unprompted or anything, just a general how you doing. Uh, stuff gets tough. I hope everybody's dealing with everything that they're dealing with in an appropriate manner and that everybody is, uh, you know, feeling mentally okay. It's, 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 uh, it's something I like to kind of bring up every now and then just to uh, check in and see how everybody's doing. And especially you people who support me, uh, not that, you know, people who don't support me uh, don't matter because they do. Um, but especially you, we spend a lot of time together. Uh, I just want to make sure that everybody is doing okay. I hope everybody is, uh, is, is, is dealing with what they're dealing with well. And if you're not, don't hesitate to reach out. My DMs are open. Uh, and if you're comfortable talking about it, we can uh, we can talk about it because uh, um, everybody goes through stuff. Everybody's battling uh, in their own way. So if you are and you're comfortable doing so, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm definitely happy to uh, to talk with you. Unprompted, just felt like starting with something a little bit, uh, you know, get everybody going. Hopefully everybody's feeling okay. Want to bet? Then get in on the action with Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or if you're in the province of Ontario, uh, download the app on the screen. It's right here, the QR code. Uh, just scan that. You'll be prompted to download the Sports Interaction app and you can uh, get in on the action with Sports Interaction with their new app. Um, 19 plus, please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know has any issues uh, with gambling, please be sure to reach out in the or look in the show notes and in the um, if you're listening on playback uh, on the podcast, whatever podcast you're listening to in the description, there are some resources to reach out for help. Okay, uh, I'm glad they didn't score in overtime. That them being the Calgary Flames because that would have had to more than likely change the direction of where I wanted to go with this show. I see AZ Sports Guy is in the live chat, uh, and he's going to be a menace to me tonight. I know that damn well. He works at Mullet Arena and uh, and got to witness it. I know I know. I saw his wife posted on Twitter as well. They were both at the game. But um, a, lot of, a, a lot of things did not go Calgary's way tonight. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm running out of ways to explain the frustration of what this team does to its fans on a nightly basis. Uh, a team that on paper should be so much better than the standings and the record suggests. Uh, and this is the, the, the scariest part about this whole thing is this team has playoff aspirations. This is a team that I believe genuinely thinks that with, what, how many games are left now? 
I'm I gotta bring it up with however many games are left in the season. So the Flames have played 68 games. There's 14 games left. Coming into this, they had 15 games left in the regular season. Everybody's spitting out the number that they figure that the Flames need 95 points to try to squeak into a wildcard spot and to try to make the playoffs. 95 points is the benchmark. Okay, you do the math. We're all smart people in here. We all can do basic math. I'll help you out because I sometimes need help too. They're at 73 points coming into tonight's game with 15 games left to get to 95 points. They would have to have 11 wins, right? 73 or, or, or 95 less 73 is 22, 22 points. You get two points per win, 11 wins in their 15 games remaining. So now in their 14 games remaining, I guess they got the loser point, which is what it is. They're the loser point merchants as they now have uh, their record is 30, 24 and 14. So they've lost 38 games, but thanks to the loser point, they've picked up 14 points in those 38 games, which is crazy. The loser point, uh, and, and and like even even though the Flames are merchants of it this year, the loser point needs to go. I think it's the silliest thing ever. However, we're not here to discuss that. We're here to talk about the game that was. Um, did you guys see any good points in tonight's game? Did you guys see anything good? Tell me what you think was good because I feel like this is going to be a good episode for you, the viewer, and me, the host, to kind of just chalk it up together, right? We're all frustrated. We all feel the same way. This team is underwhelming. Let's chalk it up together. I feel like, or chop it up together, whatever the whatever the saying is. It's late. This daylight savings time is screwing with me so hard. Right, I had people over on the weekend. They left at 2 o'clock. Oh, no, they didn't. They left at 3 a.m. Makes me feel like even bigger of a de degenerate for staying up that late. Um, heading into this game, Markstrom versus Ingram. Markstrom has seemingly been playing pretty well. I don't want to pin this one on him at all, I don't think. Um, he's been playing solid. There's some things we're going to get into in today's show where... Um, you know, maybe he was hung out to dry a little bit, uh, more so a lot in tonight's game. And I was kind of live tweeting some stuff that um, that we can get into because I feel like it's super relevant. Dennis, what's up? Uh, Dennis is one of our lovely Game Over Edmonton hosts who doesn't have to go through the pain of what the Calgary Flames are going through because his team is, uh, they won tonight. And let's see, where does that put them in the 84 points? That's got to put them... How are they behind? Anyway, it's not game over Edmonton. But congratulations on not having to worry about being in a playoff spot. Dennis and Avery and Zach. All of our lovely game over Edmonton hosts. The only lovely thing about Edmonton are those three people. Even though Zach lives in Calgary. But we'll keep that a, a bit of a secret. Um, Markstrom versus Ingram. Does, 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 does this Ingram guy know that the Arizona Coyotes should be in the hunt for Connor Bedard. Is this man single-handedly going to take the Arizona Coyotes out of the out of the sweepstakes for Bedard? And look, fans of teams love to see their team win. I get that. Wholeheartedly, I get that. I love to see when this team wins. 
But when you're a bottom feeder team and have been all year and you start to win hockey games late and the people that you're trying to chase lower, and I know it's a lottery ball. They could still probably get first overall. If you go on Tankathon, you can run the simulator and see how many times Arizona gets the first overall pick. It can still happen. But Ingram's not giving them any better of a chance because he's playing really well. And I thought he played really well tonight as well. Um, but does he know? Does he not get the memo? AZ Sports Guy, any of any of the Oats fans in here that are watching me suffer uh, on a solo show where I got to talk about how bad this game was from a Calgary perspective, does this guy know? Does he know? It's a, it's the does he know meme. Does he know? Does he know that this isn't the this isn't the mo? Uh, yeah, there it is. AZ Sports Guy saying Ingram took Bedard away from us, which is uh, it could be, it could be true, but also the Yotes could lose out and other things could happen. But um, let's start it off with kind of just recapping this game and we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly go through my notes of what I noticed from period by period. And then we'll break down. I want to bring up money puck. I want to talk about Kadri. I want to talk about, uh, this might be a little bit of a longer episode and I apologize to you guys because there's just so much to talk about after such a devastating loss and they've all been devastating, but this one just particularly hurts. A little bit more because of the revenge tour connor mackey brett ritchie who actually played a pretty solid game uh and yusuf alamaki who's just looked so good ever since being claimed how silly does this coaching staff and this team look now you thought mackey was the guy so you do the inevitable you wave yusuf alamaki he gets claimed by the yotes plays minutes that he probably should have been playing maybe some people think so some people don't uh, minutes that he should have been playing here, um, and he's looked great. I know Yotes fans love him. He looks awesome in Arizona. Do you? Did they look silly? Obviously, it's uh, obviously it's it's it is what it is. Hindsight is what it is. But looking back at that, Mackey was your guy. They made that very clear. And and to be fair, he had a better camp. We can we can we can say it. He had a better camp. They do the inevitable. They wave use of Alamaki. How many games does Connor Mackey play? Seven, eight, nine? Can he count on two hands for the Calgary Flames? And then he gets shipped to Arizona as well. And from all accounts, maybe has made a couple Connor Mackey blunders, but hasn't been terrible. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, folks. They thought that Mackey was the guy when they waved Valamaki up. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, some a lot of people talking about uh, how uh, easy sports guy saying Yuso is the goat. Um, look, and, and just such a genuinely cool dude. I interviewed him on a podcast before. I know I plugged that all the time just because I thought it was awesome that I was able to have that chat with with Yuso prior to this season. And everything he told me is what's happening with him in Arizona. He's getting top four minutes. He's he's getting power play time. He's not as sheltered. He's you know, he's in a system where if you make a mistake, you're not, you know, hung out to dry and the bus isn't running over you, right? He's in a system where, and he, these are his words, if you make a mistake, you know, you learn from it. The, the, the system, the coaching system in Arizona is you learn from it and you move on. And he seems to have uh, embraced that well. That's something that not so much a factor here in Calgary. Maybe the whole contenders coming into the season uh, and pretenders if you're the Arizona Coyotes that might have something to do with that shift in 
you know, the coaching, the way that it's being coached. But um, anyway, I've been rambling. Let's talk about the first period. Shitty start to the game with a Flames power play that has been absolutely abysmal. If, um, uh, oh God, Kirk Muller is on this coaching staff beyond this season. I'll be utterly surprised. His power play is fucking abysmal. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It's just been really fucking bad. Um, and then the Flames strike first on a deflection in front. And I don't even know if to this minute they they, they have awarded that to anybody. First they said Backland. First they said it or then they said it was Coleman. All of a sudden it's Mangiapani. Whose goal was it? It doesn't fucking matter now. Um, and then that Keller goal. I want to take you back to that Keller goal, and then I want to take you to overtime because it's more on Yusuf Valamaki. Um, beautiful puck moving in the ozone. Valamaki made this really nice play at the blue line to keep the play alive and moves the puck down low for, I believe it was Hayton, who gets it to the front of the net, and it's just kind of one of those one of those plays where Keller had his stick in the right place at the right time, makes a nice deflection in front of the net, and it beats Markstrom over the shoulder. 1-1, it's all tied up. Then Brett Ritchie had a breakaway, which Markstrom uh, saved. Uh, and then I noted the Flames giving up way too much. Turnovers and odd man rushes. Uh, odd man rushes. Clean it up. That's going to be a recurring theme here on tonight's episode. Uh, and then my final note for the first period was the Yotes don't look bad. The Yotes didn't look bad. Like, did the Yotes actually look good tonight? I think they did. Did the Flames just look terrible? Or did the Yotes actually look good? Was it a combination of both? Let me know what you think in the chat because uh, I think it could have been both, but I want to lean more towards just how good Arizona defended the Flames tonight. We'll look at the we'll look at Money Puck in a minute here and see some high danger chances and all that and and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I don't think the Yotes look terrible tonight whatsoever. I think you're lying to yourself if you said they look bad. Um, and then the second period where I was aimlessly scrolling TikTok, looking at recipes and, and, and watching hockey TikToks and stuff like that. Michelli scores early. It's two, one for the Yotes. Then shortly after that, Walker Dewar, who, uh, who has scored against the Yotes earlier this season as well, answers, uh, between a nice shot, nice little toe drag uses Valimaki as the screen gets it between the wickets. It's tied up at two. Uh, and then Travis Boyd snipes one later in the period. 3-2, never mind goalie interference, it's back to 2-2, to which my following point was, holy crap, this is a boring-ass game. Let's move to the third. Um, a shorthanded two-on-one against one of the league's worst teams should never, ever happen. The Calgary Flames found a way to make that happen tonight, and Clayton Keller scores his second of the game. Uh, terrible puck management on that play by Nazem Kadri, who we're going to touch on a little bit later, uh, and, and, and kind of bring up the warts that have been Nazem Kadri, um, this big, sexy free agency signing that everybody was super excited about coming off a of Stanley Cup. And now we're starting to see maybe a few things in his game that need adjusting or need some improvement. And we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen this late in the season when you're, when your playoff hopes are hanging by a thread, but I digress. Um, the Yotes were really good all night. At forcing turnovers in the neutral zone, the Flames, I'll give them credit, were good at generating speed off the rush. And I tweeted this out earlier when the game was going on. Generating speed off the rush, but then it just seemed like any time they did, um, Arizona was able to get a stick on a puck, was able to poke check through, 
He had a skate in a lane, cause a turnover in the in the uh, neutral zone, and then all of a sudden the puck carrier every time seemed to be the second defenseman back. You got a two on one going the other way. Not ideal. Good chances going back that way for the Coyotes and the Flames. Let them have it every single time. Um, and then I was talking to my buddy Mitch. I don't know if Mitch is in here. I think I may have seen him earlier. And he made a good point saying the play is dying on Nazem Kadri's stick, which it was. He would have the puck. He would either hold on to it for a little bit too long and try to force a shot off into some feats. He would force a turnover the other way. And Arizona would go up the ice and have their odd man rushes that they were seemingly generating all night. And it just wasn't good. It was not a great game for 91. Um, and then all of a sudden, a great deflection in front off of a Troy Stetcher. Beautiful play by Troy Stetcher to tie it up at three. Um, forever a coyote there. And then Huberto gets the stick on it. 3-3 hockey game. Goes to overtime. You guessed it. Two on one the other way with two minutes and change left. Uh, who else but Yusuf Alamaki and Travis Boyd on a two-on-one. Alamaki gets the shot off. A good initial save by Markstrom who just can't corral the rebound. And Boyd is on the doorstep to seal the deal. That's the Coles notes of tonight's hockey game. The Calgary Flames losing uh, four to three in overtime over the Arizona Coyotes. This is game over Calgary, by the way. 50 people in here now. There weren't that many when I started my rant. So thank you for stopping by. Uh, hit the like button. As Dennis said, shout out Dennis who's in the chat. Hit the like button. Share the stream. Let's get more people in here. Voice our concerns. Voice, voice our opinions. Um, are the playoff hopes still alive in Calgary? What do you guys think? I'm going to head to chat. Let's see what some of you guys are saying. Lots of good chats and lots of good comments in here as well. Nate, ha, 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 this team. Um, what was that? I thought Phoenix, Arizona wanted Bedard. Um, let's see here. Uh, AZ may want Bedard, but apparently not more than the Flames want to pick 16th. Yeah, left-handed penman with a great point. The Calgary Flames, stuck in perpetual mediocrity, are going to pick in the middle of the pack as they normally do. Um, another one goal lost. Too bad there weren't any game-breaking goal scorers for sale at the deadline. Not sure what my favorite part about this game was. Putting 45 shots on and losing. Getting only four high-danger shots on the Coyotes. Lewis and Lucic out in the final four minutes. Losing again in overtime. The list goes on and on. That one there is coming from Nate. Uh, Noah Adler said, I would expect nothing more from this team. Uh, Gould is happy, says Connor. Yes, of course. Uh, thus, we must all be happy. Gould uh, obviously covers the Coyotes for um, daily face-off and writes for Flames Nation as well. Left-handed penman says, is the Audi curse back in play? Hasn't PK been hosting all the wins lately? You would be correct, my friend. It's, uh, it seems to definitely be back in play. We shall see if that ends. I don't see any end to it in sight, so um, don't get your hopes up. Uh, yes, MGD8862. The Canucks did beat Dallas, and if you're a Canucks fan, I don't know if if, it, if they're still live. I believe it was Kaya hosting tonight. Um, she is live on the SDPN Sports YouTube channel as well. Uh, Maxim, uh, if the Flames fire Sutter, who should they replace him with? Great question. Um, I don't know. Bruce, there it is. Andrew Burnett. Uh, I know he's got a Dewey, and Deweys are not cool. You should never drink and drive. Um ever under any circumstance call an uber call me if you need a ride or i can help you get a ride somewhere just please don't get behind the wheel if you've had alcohol in your system um i know he's got a dewey but 
I would not be opposed to Andrew Burnett. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, let's see here. The kids need to develop. Hubie got a goal. Does that count as good? Yeah, that, that could be good depending on your, your, uh, your opinion on good. Uh, Michael Backlund continuing his captaincy run. Uh, he's continuing his freaking Selkie run. That that's for damn sure. He's been, uh, he's been good. Um, let's see here. Where have we gone? Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Um, surely in the law of averages would see us accidentally win in overtime at some point. That one coming from Matt. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, AU's vlog. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I guess you said it. I did say it over on uh, on Twitter there. We, it ain't over till it's over, and, and now you know that. Um, the playoff hopes are more dead than my kill-death ratio in Call of Duty, says Nate. That's a good one, buddy. I, uh, I, lo I love the Call of Duty analogy there. Okay, keep your... Um, is, is, is my sound off? Is somebody... Can we get... Uh, can we get a check uh, there's a comment here from matt saying no sound um can you guys let me know in the chat if there's sound um i'm gonna show that comment because i think that's funny uh but let me know if there's sound i hope there is because uh, if not i've been ranting and rambling for nothing okay in the meantime while i wait for y'all uh, voice crack love that uh while i wait for y'all okay we're good perfect um, while I wait for you guys to say what you want to say in the chat, get some questions and get some chat conversation going. Let's go over to moneypock.com. Our good friends over there who come up with all of these really cool, uh, charts and graphs and numbers and all that stuff. As of 10 56 PM Eastern time today. So what's that put us at? It's, it's, it's 1 AM in Ontario right now. Uh, Eastern time, I should say. I, I always call it Ontario time because that's where I'm from. So earlier today, prior to this game ending, the Calgary Flames had a 26.3% chance to make the playoffs, which is not very good. Um, everybody around them in their division, that being the Oilers, who have a 96.1, the Kraken have a 93.5, Vegas 99.7, LA 98.8, uh, and then some of the people that they're chasing, such as the Winnipeg Jets, who have an 81.4% chance. Um, it's just the, 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 the meat and potatoes of it is it's just not looking pretty. It's not looking pretty whatsoever for the Calgary Flames right now, who, um, yeah, as of money puck prior to this loss, had them at a 26.3% chance that they're going to make the playoffs, which is concerning and should be concerning if you're a Calgary Flames fan that the Flames had um, or have one of the easiest remaining schedules throughout the rest of the season, and yet they still only have a 26.3% chance. They've just been blowing it. You know, I kind of feel like a good comparison, kind of a decent comparison, the Ottawa Senators went out. They got Jacob Chikrin. Um, they seemingly uh, got hot at a good time. And ever since, have just been shitting the bed. And now their playoff hopes, they're probably, oh, I know they're even worse than Calgary, 9.2% chance that the, the Ottawa Senators even make the playoffs. And that was in a tight race in the East wildcard race um, where they had a chance. They did have a chance. Now I feel like the Calgary Flames are, are, are kind of, um, stepping into that territory as well, where it's like, okay, 
We're getting later in the year. We know that there's this mythological 95-point number that everybody seems to think is going to get you into a wildcard spot. If that is the case, and as we talked about on the top of the show, you need they're at 74 points right now after picking up a loss in um, in overtime. 74 points with 14 games left. So they need 21 more points. So they need 10 more wins. One overtime loss, at least. So they need to go 10-3-1. and one. At, the, at the absolute worst, 10-3-1. Right? Like, tell me that 26% doesn't... We don't see that updated in the morning. Excuse me. And that's dwindled even lower than 26.3%. So we'll see. But I have this... And, and like, the craziest part about it is the Preds are ahead of them. Three games in hand, and their odds are even worse. I know Nashville has the strength of schedule and the fact that they were sellers at the deadline takes into account, but the Preds might just fuck around and make the playoffs, and they don't even mean to, right? The the Preds might just fuck around and do it. That's the craziest part about the Nashville Predators. So that's my rant about where they are in terms of of, uh, playoff calculators. There's different... um, there's different models out there. I know Dom has a really good one over at The Athletic. Uh, you can check his out if you're a subscriber of The, of the Athletic, and I, and I highly recommend you do so. That's not a plug, but lots of really great work over there, especially from uh, SDPN's very own Julian McKenzie, who just happen to, happens to cover the Flames as well. Um, okay, let's go back to Money Puck. Actually, you know what? Let's just pause. Let's pause. A few more chats came up. We'll address those. We'll talk some more money puck, and then we'll put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. The Calgary Flames falling by a score of 4-3 to three over the Arizona Coyotes at Mullet Arena in Arizona on ASU campus. Forks up. Forks up, baby. Okay. Um, let's see. Where did we end off? Okay, Matt, sorry. I'm glad that you... Uh, I'm glad you got it uh, figured out there. Sorry, I did not mean to call you out. I was just freaking out. I thought that I had no sound. Um, as an Oilers fan, this one coming from Echoes says, an Oilers fa- as an Oilers fan, I hate Backlund, which is an indication of how good he's been over the years, which is, and, and it's a true story. He has been very good. Um, Tokai number one says, the schedule wasn't easy enough, I guess. That's true. Uh, Corb saying, Flames, Flames are getting, yeah, let's not use that word. They're the flames uh, are getting the clubs ready. Let's keep that kind of language out of my chat, please. It's not cool. We all know what that what that is indicating. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's clean it up. Uh, maybe flames need a tougher schedule to wake them up and help them play harder. That's the funniest thing about it, MGD, is that the flames have, have like shown up in games where they're playing tougher opponents, but they cannot seem to win against lesser opponents. So I don't, I don't really understand what the problem is there. Um, the only hope is relying on Nashville to struggle with their tough schedule and Hellebuck to struggle. The Preds easiest team the rest of the season is Calgary. Yeah. So they have a tough schedule, which is indicative of um their percentages as well so there's a slim chance they they sneak in but um you know it could happen i'm not banking on it they do have a tough schedule they've sold at the deadline uh so we'll see um 
King of the North, Dom put out that anti-Suzuki contract post. So I'm gonna need to get uh, I'm need to keep my Habs fan on Twitter gimmick. <laughs> Good one there. Uh, perfect Bedard night for the Ducks. Preds beat out the Jets for the final spot. That one coming from uh, Conrad S. And that's a bold take. I don't think that I personally don't think. And that's the beauty thing about opinions. We can all have them. I don't agree with that opinion, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. It could happen. It could. I could eat crow. But Conrad, it could happen. The, the math is there. It could. They got a chance. Um, okay, last call to get your questions and comments in as we put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. As I mentioned before, the Flames losing four to three in overtime from Mullet Arena. Heading over to Money Puck, the deserve to win a meter, which everybody likes to screenshot and post, had um, after a thousand times of the game simulation, the Yotes win that one fifty three point eight percent of the time. Um, Sorry, it's just readjusting here. But yeah, the, the, it should probably get down to 53.8, um, which is not good. Looking at the heat map of scoring chances, the Calgary Flames actually ended up getting a decent amount of high, high, well, not high danger. I don't really know what they consider high danger on this chart. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. But I think the big red bubbles are the ones that are... Um, the, the ones that are better, uh, maybe those are goals. I can't tell. But either way, based on what it looks like, the Flames had way more shots. Obviously, they got a little bit more down low and in front than what they normally do by shooting from the perimeter. But the Yotes, uh, they had more big bubbles in front of the net. And that's, that's, as, that's as high tech as this explanation is going to go, is the big bubbles. Um and uh, they had quite a few more down low. They generated more in front of the net, which at the end of the day, the Flames don't ever seem to do. Heading down to expected goals, uh, not a great night um, for a handful of Arizona Coyotes who finished kind of in that 25% range. The Flames, Tyler Toffoli had a great game, 71.65%. Uh, Tanev, Lucic, by some miracle, is is top three um, in in expected goals percentage. Looking at ice time, because I know people want to talk about this. Um, Nazem Kadri, who had a notably bad game, finishes with the second fewest ice time minutes on the Calgary Flames tonight. So he finishes with, he plays 14-17, and got to be honest with you, folks, he didn't really give Daryl Sutter much of a choice but to give him those sheltered minutes and to give him those limited minutes. He did not play a very good game whatsoever. It was it was him and then below him, Trevor Lewis with 11 minutes. Peltier, uh, 16.04. That's your top, or not Kadri, but Peltier's your top line guy right now. Peltier to Foley Lindholm. And uh, they, they ripped Peltier off that line. Um, he finished with about three fewer minutes than his line mates, Lindholm and Toffoli. We saw Lucic up there. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Maybe I lied. Maybe I lied. I did lie. Kadri finishes fourth. I did not filter by time on ice. Um, so if someone corrected me in the chat, I apologize because I have not been looking. I've just been reading off these, uh, these ice time, these minutes. Um, and sorry, Pelche did not finish as low either. I definitely fucked that up. I did not filter my time on ice, so I apologize. But either way, what did Nazem Kadri do tonight to justify giving him more than um, 
you know, the 14-17 that he did play. Right? Not a great game for number 91 uh, of the Calgary Flames. But either way, just um, just an abysmal performance. I, I'm running out of things to say. And I know I say that every time I cover a loss. But at this point, folks, I really don't think this team is going to make the playoffs. I would have loved to see what this team could have done in the playoffs. I think that they're much better suited to play in the playoffs than they were last year. I think at least like, I guess we won't know because we're never going to see it with this exact group unless they run it completely back next year, but we're not going to know. I, I, I just, I truly believe we're not going to know. I don't think that this team has got what it takes to finish the season the way that they have to, in order to secure a playoff spot in those 14 games, they need 21 points to get to that 95 point mark where we all think they're going to need to um, be if they want to get into the playoffs. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Unless crazy things happen, like Seattle loses out, Winnipeg loses out, and the Flames are able to somehow sneak in, I I, I just don't foresee it. I don't foresee it. So um, let's see here. We'll put a bow on it after I read some of the final comments here. Um, appreciate all you guys for being here. This is a late one and you guys are, are, uh, motoring through this. And I, I appreciate you guys all being here because I'm exhausted. My throat is killing me. And, um, I can only imagine if I'm enduring through this, you guys have to endure through it as well. So I appreciate it either way. Um, let's see here. Uh, bigger circles or higher chance opportunities. If they got a dark ring around them, they were goals. Okay, perfect. That's what I thought. Um, uh, great ship you're running over here. I'll be tuning in more often. King of the North, I really appreciate that, my friend. Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, subscribe to SDPN Sports. You'll be you'll get all the notifications for all of the game overs. Or if you're a Flames fan, you can specifically tune in to Game Over Calgary. But lots of great and talented hosts. I did a lot uh, with with our great hosts um, over the trade deadline. We had a lot of a lot of fun there on the SDPN Sports YouTube channel. Can we get a put a bow on it hat for some SDPN merch, Conrad? You're not asking the right guy. Um, Robert, Jesse, Steve, I think Jesse is mostly in charge of the merch. I think Adam, I don't know. Ask the guys who are in charge. I, that would be cool though. If I could get an SDPN hat that has put a bow on it, I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool. Um, if that Gaudreau car story is true, I'm a little sad. Yeah. I, um, I don't know why his wife is getting so much hate. I just, or not hate, but like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. He wanted to go somewhere else. He went somewhere else. Um, Johnny Hockey had five points tonight. Ugh, that hurts. No play playoffs equals more time to get the golf game back in full swing. No pun intended. I hope you're enjoying full swing. I still got to start full swing. Um, I'm excited to start it, and I'm also excited to hit the golf course. And I have a really busy like next six months ahead of me, so it's gonna be. If there's no playoffs, I'm gonna be upset, but I'm gonna also have a lot more time to focus on things that are creeping up in my life um i was calgary not in a playoff race with how their top guys scored over the past 15 games don't know simply put don't know um talking about flames losses are better than writing my 13th paper paper for just one class you have so much more determination than i do nate i could not do it uh and king of the north will finish with you i'm a habs fan and spend most of my time with the habs game over so i'm checking out more of the streams well hey isn't that super kind of you? We really appreciate it. So I hope you're enjoying 
what Andrew and Mark are putting on for you over on Game Over uh, Montreal. Those guys are awesome, by the way. If you haven't checked out any of the other Game Over streams, I know you're here to watch the Flames um, or talk about the Flames, most of you at least. But if you have the opportunity to check out any of the other Game Over shows, please. Like they, We have the most talented and most amazing Game Over uh, host cast or, or, or team, if you will. Um, go check out the other shows. Go check out Winnipeg with Liz and Brady. Go check out Vancouver with Kaya, Sam, and Clay. Go check out Ottawa with Maude and Charlie. Who am I missing? Go check out Edmonton with with um, with Zach and Avery and Dennis. Go check out Toronto with Harnish, Armand, Fouad, and uh, 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 Lauren. Jeez, oh, I'm, I'm losing my mind over here. Um, did I miss any other teams? My God, I hope not. I'm going to feel like a real, real idiot if I did. Did I say Vancouver? I can't remember. Either way, go check out all the Game Over shows if you like hockey and you love SDPN Sports. Because I know if you're here, you love SDPN Sports. Anyways, we are going to put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. Thank you so much for everybody who tuned in. If you're listening on playback, please be sure to uh, rate the podcast. Give it a five-star on your preferred podcatcher. Subscribe to SDPN Sports on both YouTube. Ring the bell for notifications to see when we're going live. Subscribe to the show's on your preferred podcatcher. That way, when we upload them the next day, you'll be able to hear them. Or if you're listening to it right now, you would already know that because you're subscribed, I hope. Um, all right. The next Game Over show will be with Peter Klein. It'll be on Thursday against the Vegas Golden Knights. He'll be joined by Logan Gordon. Logo joins him from Sportsnet 960, the fans. So it'll be uh, Peter Klein and Logan Gordon breaking down the Flames, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, thank you so much. My name is Audie James. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Over Calgary. We will talk to you the next time I'm on here, which for me will be, buh, 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 let's see, Saturday against the Stars with Shane Stevenson. But the next call is Thursday. Peter Klein, Logan Gordon, Vegas Golden Knights. Game Over Calgary, presented by SDPN Sports and Sports Interaction. Thanks, friends. Be safe, and I'll talk to you all later. Peace. by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.